Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the parables of Jesus, and we're in the 15th chapter of Luke, looking at one of the most uh, well-known parables. It's often called the parable of the prodigal son. But as is often the case in entitling these parables, there's a lot more to it than just the one son. There's another son. There's a father. There's a lot to be gleaned and a lot to be said. In the previous episode, we went through about half of this parable. So let's pick it up and start at verse 11 again and see how far we can get this time, okay? Verse 11 says this, And Jesus said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later... The younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now, when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of the country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pies that the swine were eating, and no one was given anything to him. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have more than enough bread? But I'm dying here with hunger. I will get up, I will go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So that's what we've covered at this point in time. We left off with that last verse, verse 20. And the father saw the son coming home and he saw him from a long way off. What was the response of the father? Well, he saw him. He felt compassion. He ran. <clears throat> he embraced him. And he kissed him. Now, remember the context of all three of these parables, the parable of the prodigal son and the lost coin and the lost sheep. Remember what was going on? Tax collectors and sinners were coming near to Jesus and were listening to him. The Pharisees and scribes who were always around were grumbling about this. And they were saying, this man, speaking of Jesus, receives sinners, and eats with them. That's what brought forth these three parables. The Lord is letting these people know, these sinners know that the Lord is waiting for them. So look what happens. Verse 21, we'll press on. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. So we see that the son does exactly what he said he was going to do. He comes before the father, and he had prepared this recitation. I think he told him in it. There's no doubt he meant it. But he prepared it. He had it down by the word. And he says, here it is, father. I have sinned against your heaven, against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the next verse, verse 22, but the father said to his slaves, quickly, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet 
and bring the fatted calf, kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. You notice that the son did not get finished with his prepared speech. You know, we've already seen it twice that he'd already determined what he's going to say. Okay, I'm going to go to my father and say, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against your sight. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired hand. When the son said, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, I'm no longer to be called your son. The father cut him off. He didn't get to finish the rest of it. How did the father cut him off? <laughs> he cut him off with a great proclamation. Hey, he says to the other slaves, <coughs> go get the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf. Kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. What was Father doing here? The Father was restoring him. Now, restoring him in what way? I don't know. A lot of times people come back and they say, oh, he restored him. You know, that which was his. No, no. He'd already taken the portion that was his. But the most important thing was he restored him as a son. He restored him as a son. He wouldn't even be a servant. He would not be a slave. He would be a son. And he would be a son that would dress like a son. Okay, A son that is to be celebrated. Why did the father do this? Well, he tells us in verse 24. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost. And has been found. And they began to celebrate. Well, what did the father mean that he was dead? Does that mean that he didn't know if he was alive or dead? Well, there's definitely that element to it. Okay? There's no doubt about that. But I think there's even more than that. The fact that the son realized that he had sinned against heaven. That he had sinned against heaven. And that he was repenting over sinning against heaven. The father rejoiced over that. Because he now knew that the son experienced life and not death. Yes, he had been lost. They didn't know where he was. But he's found. And they began to celebrate. Well, you would think that all would be well, right? The family's all happy. The family's back together. Uh, no, we know how we are as humans. Verse 25. Now the older son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he summoned one of the servants and began inquired about about these things. What could they be? And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he, this is the older brother, <clears throat> became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. This right here is one of the most poignant things in Scripture. I mean, it just breaks your heart, but there's so much about what we deal with today. you got to older brother here who's done what was what was right done what he should have done etc etc but his heart wasn't right so when his brother comes back home he's angry he's furious we find out why in a little while <coughs> it's because he says you never gave me a party like this he wasn't willing to go in but the father comes out we see the father running to the younger son who's coming home we see the father coming out to the angry older son and he pleads with him Verse 29, but he answered and said to his father, look, for so many years I've been serving you and I've never neglected a command of yours. And yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, 
who has devoured your wealth of prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. So he's making some assumptions right here. He's calling the son of yours. What's he saying about his father there? Father didn't take the bait. Father wasn't angry. He said to him, son, you've always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. In other words, everything that's left, this is all yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and has now begun to live and was lost and has been found. You know, we call this the parable of the prodigal son. I think it speaks so much more of the father and the love that the father has. And what he said in one of the early parables in this chapter, of the joy in heaven when someone repents. The son had repented. They're celebrating their rejoicing. The son had been walking in death. He's now going to walk in life. He was lost. He's been found. We must rejoice. Tell you what, may we learn from this. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.